do it. Hello. General Kenobi. Ororo, Charles. What the H? What the H? What do you tell me a me about it, baby? Yes, but that's not that. All right, <laughs> episode 90, here we go. Welcome to the Clone Cast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. And this is a show where we review all the Clone Wars episodes in chronological order. Today we will be reviewing season five, episode two, I forget the name, A War on, war two, on fronts. two Fronts. Oh yes, a real war. I think um, that's been our most formal introduction to the show to date. Got it right out of the way. <laughs> We're trying to get it under... We're trying to keep it 90 minutes today. We're getting right into this shit. Yeah. How you doing? Good. How are you? What's going on here? How are you? Oh, yeah. So last episode, we made a commitment to each other that we weren't going to buy any Legos or any Black Series. How'd you do? For two weeks. Uh, well, I was doing fine until I was at Walmart randomly on Saturday night. <laughs> and I decided I'll just walk by there. I'll just see if they, you know, I'll just look. And I didn't see anything, and I was like, ah, okay, there's nothing there. It's destiny. I'm not meant to get anything here. Uh, but then as I'm leaving the aisle, like, it was just, you know, your usual decrepit retail store where it was just yeah, like, yeah. they. I think they had, like, one weird, like, Grogu-like doll or something, yeah. you know? That's, like, the only thing you can find. And so I'm walking out of the aisle, and then in the corner of my eye, just randomly on this shelf at the bottom, there's a Lando Black Series. A, a, Lando, a general, general Lando Calrissian yes. from Return of the Jedi. Um, so, of course, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I was at GameStop the next day. It's, that started the fire. <laughs> so I was at GameStop the we next day. We are so day. bad at this. Yeah, but I was at GameStop the next day, and they had Aura Sing. Yeah. You're not going to just... If you see Aura Singh, you're just not going to not get Aura Singh. It's a nice-looking figure, too. It's a good one. It's got that alabaster oh. skin. Now, we did say, unless there was, like, a deal or something that... Now, Calrissian, I probably could have gone without. Yeah. I mean, you could find this Lando. Uh, it's not hard to find the Landos. But the Aura Singh, I'm sorry, that's special situation that calls for. And they also had a K2SO, the new one, um, which you really wanted. Yeah. I love K2. So I didn't get it then, but then you're like, yeah, pick it up, whatever. So I picked it up um, the next day, and I saved the receipt in case you didn't want it. And then you show up here, <laughs> and you I had say, a little special surprise yeah, for you. Yeah, you had a surprise for me. You had a Pigman. He had a Snivian. My <laughs> gift to you. Yes. And then, serendipitous, we both saved the receipts in case we, you know, whatever. They're the exact same price and it's for it's not like i picked it up at gamestop no it's it was a, a different yeah store and they were both 19 dollars and 34 cents so that's a push that's a push <laughs> so we just gave each other a gift so you get the k2so and i get the pig man yeah uh, 
This is like the OG Snivian from A New Hope, right? Yeah. In the bar. Yep. Um, do we have a name on him? Uh, I think it's on the package. Oh. I didn't see it, but... Zutan. <laughs> Zutan! Oh, he's got a blast. I will be tempted to open this one. This is a Star Wars vintage collection. From Kenner. Yes. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then I had a couple arrive that I had ordered... <laughs> I ordered the I ordered a handful before. Oh, so this was before the 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 General Kenobi yeah. was. Now this is getting clone so Commander Kenobi. Yeah. That was that was a like that was a week or so ago, okay. or a week or so before we even started recording. That's fair. Now you told and me today, find, like I did find a good deal on it. Okay. Yeah, you did. You told me today you're like, oh, did a package come? Uh, don't open it. <laughs> and like I had it opened it when I read that. And then I was like, now I have to open it. Damn it! <laughs> so I didn't respond to you on purpose until I could open oh, it. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, it's a good one. But what in this, so my one flub up, though, uh, I did see Cap, er, Captain Piet? Admiral Piet. Oh, yeah, he's in here. I was going to ask about that. So cool. That, yeah, was, that was after our commitment. So I fucked up the day after we made that. Okay, so <laughs> should we start now? Should we try it again? Starting now. now. Okay, but. If we see like an aura saying level shit, right? Yeah. Then we then we're we yeah, got yeah. yeah. I am going to Duluth again this weekend. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, so you're going to that uh that real uh, fire toy galaxy or something yeah. like that? And then you told me you were at the hot comics near me here, the one that I go to every Wednesday to get comics, yeah. and they have a Ventress bust. Yeah. Oh man, it's gonna be tough to pass that up when I walk by. She is a saucy mink. <laughs> oh, let it play. Let it play. No Ventress this episode, though. Yeah, no Ventress this episode. I guess, you know, we can discuss this episode. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on yeah. it. Before that, anything new going on? Just... Work's Normally. busy. Work has been. Yeah, you said you're having a busy week. Is it just I'm more doing it? The oh, they they lumped a new training on me. Yeah. So I'm training in some contractors on some upskill stuff. Is it overseas or yes, is it? it is. Okay. Luckily, it's a smaller group, but still. Is your is your one guy still out with COVID? No, he's back. Okay. He's back. He's good. Um, but you know, as soon as he gets back, they pull me to do this. So now he's fucking slammed. Yeah. Just slammed, and I'm also like trying to explain basic stuff to. <laughs> So it's just work sucks. The other th the other thing that I meant to ask you, we haven't gotten an update on Golf Mike uh, and your mom in quite some time. What My mom texted me today. I'm supposed to pick her up at the airport on October 15th or 13th. Okay. Um, six, 16th. October 16th, I'm picking up my mom up at the airport. I was like, you're flying back? I was like, uh-oh, trouble in paradise. <laughs> just one. You know, and yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, Mike's staying back like an extra week because uh, he's got some more family out there. Yeah. But she's coming back. What about Aunt Pat? Is she coming with your mom or is she hanging out with <laughs> I, I was mistaken Mike. about the Aunt Pat thing. They oh, were just picking okay. Aunt Pat en route to the family reunion that started their adventure. Damn it. Yeah. That would have been, that that been, been great been if better. Aunt Pat was along for the whole ride. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have been good for Aunt Pat. So, but is this the first you've heard of her since Labor Day? No, she texts me regularly. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so she's been checking in. Now, speaking of Golf Mike, Golf Mike on Twitter has been eerily silent since they got their bidet. The last <laughs> the last time I really remember Golf Mike saying much of anything was like a week ago. Not a week, maybe I don't know, five, six days when they got their bidet. 
consp- you know, curiously, they also got it around the same time I believe Noah did. Ah. But Noah has been active. Now, I don't know. Whoever's running Golf Mike probably got that bidet installed. And it's just been blasting ass the whole time. Maybe the Golf Mike Twitter profile is just a plant from Lux Bidet. Yes. <laughs> That's their social media manager. <laughs> yeah. Emma, I think I, her name is. Is it really? Well, she's been messaging all of us. So. <laughs> you know, you always said you thought I'd find my bride via the podcast. <laughs> Maybe it's the social media manager for, for, Lux, for bidet. Lux Bidet. She's the queen of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Now, she might be able to get in the polycule. Welcome to the polycule. Yeah, yeah Emma, Emma's a, yeah. We, should, we should float Emma out there. Potential polycule this week, too. Yeah. Potential. Potential. But there's also some negatives. Yeah. I don't know what to think. So, so it, did you get from your, when you talked to your mom, did you get a sense of where they were? Like, where they were? She was, in the, the general... she was at the Grand Canyon okay. a couple days ago. She texted me and told me she was going to see the Grand Canyon today and wanted me to say hi to the cat. Okay. And the dog. Okay. My mom likes saying hi to the animals. Yeah. Like she called and she's like, yeah, hold up the phone to Tigger and let me talk to him. <laughs> she always does that when I call her house. She's like, oh, say hi to Tigger because I'll ask how Tigger is. And she'll say, I say hi to Tigger and then hi, hi Tigger. Tigger. And he'll, you know, and where did he go? It is cool to see Tigger like the first, I don't know, week or so that I came here when you started looking after Tigger. Like he was primarily downstairs in that oh, yeah, one he's, spot. He's fully immersed in the house now. Oh, yeah. He's. He's king of the castle right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, he woke me up this morning. He comes upstairs and wakes me up and starts, you know, they do the thing where they paw in your oh, yeah, stomach yeah. or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Izzy, our cat Izzy, figured out Bree is the lightest sleeper on the planet. So yeah. Izzy can wake Bree up pretty easily by, like, messing with her hair or, like, yeah. doing the kneading thing. Yeah. Um, basically, she just sleeps on Bree's head and that kind of will wake <laughs> Bree up. But when Bree was living in Milwaukee and I was in Chicago, we would take Izzy kind of like in split times. Yeah. Um, And when I had her, she figured out that I'm a very heavy sleeper. So she could like sleep on my head. She could start like kind of like pawing at me and I just like would not budge. Um, But then she figured out there's one plant that we had that we figured out is poisonous to cats. So I kept it like up high. But she figured out that's the one plant that if I jump up and start fucking with, he'll get up and like move the plant and then he's up. So she, like she figured out how to wake me up. You should have just got rid of that plant. No, we eventually did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a dangerous plant. <laughs> Especially if they like, Yeah. There's a lot of very common house plants that are poisonous to cats. Really? Yeah. 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 Animals, man. You got to watch out for these animals. Yeah. They got all these things going on. <laughs> you know, and Ahsoka, she gets so hyped and she needs to chew on something, you know? And so I, they, you know, I don't want to do raw high, but I'm looking for a good bone, you know? I just gave her that bone after we got back here and she was back in here fucking five minutes. Yeah. Because these bones, if they're not raw hide or whatever, they just, they're like chews then at that point. Like they're harder, but yeah. she she's a fucking lab. She works through that shit so quick. So Clone well, Castanovas, if you're a dog owner and you have any good, safe bones, please let us know at clonecastpod at gmail.com. I need a good bone. The other thing that I just heard, I think it was maybe on the same podcast that you and I listened to. Um, so maybe you heard it too, but a, like a cooked bone you're not supposed to yes. use because that's splinters and can yes. like tear up but a the raw dog's bone intestines. dogs can chew on right yeah because they can digest that so maybe i'll just go buy a chicken <laughs> <laughs> just rip the damn thing apart and just never cook it and just you know yeah put some damn gloves on rip the thing apart i don't know there you go we'll figure it out oh man all right um i don't got anything else do you got anything 
Uh, nah. Nah. Let's do listener appreciation. We are trying to keep this under 90 minutes today. That's the goal. We are at 12. Let's see if we can make it happen. It's only because I'm so in love. No. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. Oh! Yeah, yeah! You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. You are stuck with us indeed. You poor sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, of course, we've got to check in with the holy trinity, the holiest of trinities. Now, I, there's some unholy business going on on Twitter. Noah and Thorian Historian are starting to bond a little bit on some certain <laughs> yes. things. And I was like, this horseman crossover with the Authorianists, <laughs> those two rascals can't get together. Oh, it's going to be the best. Oh, that would be a nightmare. Anyways, uh, where are my things? Here we are. Okay. So, of course, we do have music now for the original Depressed Kenobi. Hello there. The angel from my nightmare. Yes! The shadow in the we did get a Depressed Kenobi approval of the music, too, didn't we? Gave it the thumbs up. Yeah. We dig. We test. <laughs> I think I'm going to change it a little bit so the music plays and then it goes into Hello There. Oh, okay. And that's how I'm going to upload the video. There we go. Hello there. So it'll be like, yeah. So you have like the the ramp up to it, then they say Hello There, and Man. then that. Yeah. I think it would work better. And of course, the rascal himself, the Authorian Historian. You know, that just grows on me. It does. Yeah. I really like it at this point. <laughs> And of course, the third member of the Holy. Did you know in the Discord they got their own? I they they requested a Holy Trinity chat. That, yeah. So I set up a I set up a whole bunch of chat rooms. So if you, Clone Casanovas jump in the Discord, we got like I don't know twelve people. There's in a there. lot of fun stuff going on in there. Yeah, but we started a bunch of chats. We got it's a channel uh, strictly devoted to color talk. Yeah, <laughs> color talk in the last episode was a hit. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's also um. I, where I post a daily picture of somebody I'm taller than. Um, <laughs> yeah. The first person was Spud Webb, <laughs> former slam dunk champion, coming in at a strong 5'7". He played for the Minnesota Timberwolves for one year. Who did I post second? I can't even remember. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I'm already. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. to find out, you'll have to join the Discord. Yes. Um, and then what else did I do? Uh, I got a Polycule Passion chat. Yeah. Um, but the Authorian Historian's posting goddamn structural zippers in there <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we gotta create a collectibles corner oh uh, yeah we gotta have a collectibles corner. Too. there's also uh, lego sets that make us horny yeah um, that's what yeah so there's a lot going on in the discord so reach out to us for the discord invite um oh of course the final member of the holy trinity in their exclusive chat that would be the president of norway one the only eel no eel no I have to do it right. I have to do eel no. That's the one. I, I don't like it when I do it any other way. Oh, man. All righty, then. And, of course, Eliza, a.k.a. A Drop of Magic on Twitter. Eliza did. She goes, what? She she uh, quote tweeted uh, the post about the last episode. And she's like, yeah, what's the difference between a woman's razor and a men's razor? About $10 and it's pink. So. <laughs> did you see the picture I posted on that, though? Uh-uh. Maybe I did. I don't know. Because I? I, I posted, like, the actual, like, Bic. Or oh, Bic, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The Gillette Razor next to the communicator. It looks exactly the same. It's just like they spray-painted it black. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, there it is. Um, Jaylee, you are a bold one on Twitter. I miss Jaylee. Jaylee has been yeah. AFK from Twitter for a while, and I, like, uh, I tweeted one of her things, which was really funny. It was 
Qui-Gon talking to Obi-Wan, and he's like, did you train the boy as I ask? And he goes, yes, master, but there's a problem. And Qui-Gon, what's the problem? He's an idiot. Which <laughs> <laughs> was great. And God, I I miss Jaylee. Didn't Jaylee say that she has a job, and that's why she took like a little bit of time off? Well, I know she like wasn't going to be making as much art. Um, but I, I didn't know she was going to go quiet. I haven't heard her really since the uh, clone cast, since the whole uh, clone bracket, clone name yeah, bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard from her. Okay. Maybe she did step away for a while. Uh, I hope she's listening. Either way, we still love you, Jaylee. Yes, we'll always love Jaylee, and we're always going to mention Jaylee. Even if she never tweets again, and we never get an email from her, she's out there. I got to believe. We got to look for someone to set up the bat signal to again. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, you know, um, I don't know. We got some strong ones here that have just been going heavy with us. Like they're not, they're not budging. Yeah. Okay. Good so, problems to have. Good problems to have here. And of course, so Celine and Perry. Celine reached out. We will read that email next episode because we have a special email this week. But we will read that email next episode. Celine visited a Lego, um, a Lego display of some kind, some Star Wars Lego display thing. Yeah. It was like, a, I don't know if it was like a museum thing or something. I'll have to ask her for a little more detail. But she sent some pictures. Those are very cool. They had a, like a really cool R2 on display. Yeah. So that was really sweet. Um, we'll read Celine's email next week. So, Celine, we love you. We love all of you. Maybe we should just say, Depressed Kenobi, we love you. Ithorian Historian, we love you. Just down That's the just list. how we do it. Yeah. We just say, we love you. Um, Jules at El Davio. My favorite thing about Jules' Twitter profile, she put Clone Castanova in her bio. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Jules. <laughs> the latest member of the Discord as well, Liv, a.k.a. Darth Clink. Darth Clink has entered the chat. Yes. Very exciting stuff. Welcome to the Discord. Yes. You go, you Clone Castanovas, you got to join up. It's getting very exciting. Let's see. We got, we have like 10 more seconds of shrine music. <laughs> Oh, it's 30. Never mind. Let's get right into this. You ain't ready for the rural farm boy. <laughs> the legendary retweeter. Official retweeter of the pod, I should say. And of course... <laughs> The four horsemen of the email apocalypse. Noah Blight, that rascal. <laughs> Noah and a Thorian historian. That's a that's a that's a combo that scares the hell out of me. <laughs> if they start collaborating on things, Noah's been on me about start planning a Armada night. So oh, maybe so. not. It's looking like maybe not this weekend, but next weekend possibly. Okay. Wade, death, Stephen, feast or. Famine. We are in. No, wait. He checked in. Yeah. I forgot what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but he checked in. So we're in feast mode with Steven. And, of course, the Archangel. The one, the only Joshua War. Isaac also checked in. Uh, he has. He's not caught up right now, but he says he'll be back shortly. I forgot. Did he say which episode he's on? I can't remember okay. the last time. But Isaac. Uh, fuck, I still don't have music for Isaac. I'll give him this. Hello. There we go. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we are a member of the Padawan Podcasting Network, Wayfinder Pod, at Wayfinder Pod. I am doing a Halo thing with them now. Yes. Now, the Halo lore cast, you can check that out. The first episode is up. You can listen to me fumble through uh, the first eight chapters of a book and try to summarize something that's as dense as the goddamn Silmarillion. <laughs> it's a mess! Um, 
from a certain point askew at F-A-C-P-A-P-O-D. Ty from Wayfinder Pod was on from a certain point askew in their latest episode. They had a little crossover there. So that's nice. Nice. Where was my invite? <laughs> Anyways, Jar Jar Thinks Pod at Jar Jar Thinks. Laura, Michaela, and Jess. Hey, Michaela. Uh, Got to get Michaela in the polycule. Yeah. I think Michaela needs to be the next polycule member. Yeah. Michaela, let me know if you want to be in the be polycule. A platonic member of the polycule. Oh, me and Michaela. We're hot and heavy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> eh, Vader's thoughts at Vader Thinks. And of course, the newest member of the Padawan Podcasting Network, Most Things Kenobi. Hello. We'll give him that. Um, they did answer my question how they got James Arnold Taylor. They just reached out to him and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And he didn't charge him or anything. Oh, my God. So I really hope he sees my direct message. But then he probably looks at the stuff I post. He's like, why are you posting cum memes about <laughs> fucking Jabba the Hutt? You, know? you haven't like, posted a cum meme in quite some time. Though. No, I've kept it pretty pretty standard yeah. fare. I mean, I could get really... But yeah, I mean... You got to scroll back there to, to yeah, get but to the if, real dirty stuff. Yeah, if they if they tripped across my shit posting, I mean, <laughs> like, what the hell is going on here? Oh, man, and he really doesn't like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Did you know Mark Wahlberg randomly assaulted a Vietnamese man in 1988? No, I did not. He's a violent felon. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so, um, yeah, check out all of our partners on the Padawans Podcasting Network. Should we get to our special mailbag? Yeah. Oh, let's do it. Message after the message. Greetings, exalted one. Allow me to introduce myself. What? great theme it is a great theme and we have a great thing to celebrate yes we do transition but anyways so we got an email from jamar um and we have a special birthday wish to send out so let's read jamar's email hi so my boyfriend is a really big fan of you guys podcast and his birthday is coming up on october 6th though we are recording this on the 5th so it will be his birthday tomorrow uh, and this will release on the 7th, so that's about the closest we can yeah. get. Um, I know you guys have your episodes every Monday or Thursday, and his birthday falls on a Wednesday, but it would mean a lot to him if you guys gave him a surprise birthday shout-out on your Thursday episode. Surprise! Surprise! His name is Daryl, and I believe it's the same Daryl that is a member of the Discord and one of the newest clone Castanovas. I'm willing to bet. Yes. If and it's Darryl, not, it would, be, it would be awesome if we had two Daryls yeah. that were clone Castanovas. Maybe but. we'll just pretend it's a second Daryl <laughs> and we're just, we're blowing up with the Daryls. Like, we're the official podcast of Daryl. <laughs> Um, if you guys aren't comfortable, y'all don't do that kind of thing. That's totally understandable. I just thought I should ask. Well, we do that goddamn oh, kind of thing. We're very comfortable we do doing it. that kind Thank of thing. Thank you, Jamar. So, Jamar, uh, what a good boyfriend. Yeah. Wrote in for Daryl. And, uh, Daryl, happy birthday. Um, I, you know, uh, what, what should we do? Something special? What should we do? No, just happy birthday. It's great oh, to have him in the Discord. I was, was going to try to do If it's the same Daryl. Yeah. Is it the same Daryl? I'm willing to bet it's the we'll, same Daryl. We'll probably find out tomorrow in the Discord if it's Daryl's <laughs> yeah, birthday or not. Or we'll find out on Twitter. Yeah. Hopefully Daryl lets us know if it's the same Daryl. Yeah. Um, until then, it's a great mystery. Um, <laughs> but yeah, happy birthday, Daryl. Uh, and thanks for writing in, Jamar. That was really nice of that you. That was and, super sweet. Yeah. So, Daryl, um, God bless you. Happy birthday. Yeah. And if it's the Daryl that we think it is, 
uh, say hi to your mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's probably <laughs> listening with you. <laughs> so, yes, happy birthday, Daryl. I hope it is everything you dreamed it would be. Awesome. You got anything else? No, just I'm. Um, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Do you want to, we're happy to say happy birthday to anybody that requests it. Yeah. We'll send a goddamn birthdays to everybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want birthday shout-outs, that's something that we will do now. <laughs> I'm very excited that Daryl's our first birthday shout-out because he sent some really nice emails, um, and he really is digging the show. Yeah. And so that made us feel great. So hopefully this made him feel good. And I'm hoping it is an actual surprise, too, because that's fun, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And if you want to get to know Daryl a little better, join us on the Discord, <laughs> which is blowing up right now. I keep, do you keep hearing that yeah, go? Yeah, yeah. Darth Clink and Athorian are stirring. They're having the time of their life. Should we do the time warp? Let's do it. All right. It's Chibata Bread! Chibata Bread. Oh, they're talking in the Let's Talk Colors channel. <laughs> I like color talk. Okay, so what do we got for an air date on this one? We have, so we, this is our first episode of season five. So yes. we jump forward quite a bit. Uh, it's October 6th, 2012. So we did jump forward quite a bit. Um, I'm assuming it's not. It is not We picks, Are Young. Or We Are Young. Yeah, no. Yeah. Do you want to do the movie or the song first? Let's do the movie. Okay, so. This is a movie. It's an action movie starring someone in the Star Wars universe. A very prominent member of the Star Wars universe. Okay. He's been on it multiple times at this point. You can probably guess who it is. Is it Liam Neeson? It is Liam Neeson, and it's another action role. God, he's this was his time to shine. Yes. He was now, a this busy is one boy. I will say that I did see, and I quite enjoyed it. Okay. Is, uh, is it in the Taken franchise? You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> Is it the first one? Nope. Okay. It's the second one. Second one. Okay. Yeah. First two movies, those were great. I love the first they one. They are really enjoyable movies. I never I never saw the second one or the I would, third. I would recommend the second one for sure. Okay. It's like uh, one of the guys, like, he killed one of their sons out of the millions of people he probably killed in the first yeah, yeah, yeah. one. One of the, He's like this big, powerful guy. He killed one of his sons, and now he's out for revenge. Um, Got it. So, yeah. Is uh, Shannon from Lost in this one, too? Yes. Shannon okay. is in all three. Oh, all right. Shannon! <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Like, I forget so much shit in life. I forget a book that I read like a week ago, right? But I will always remember. Uh, what is his name? Saeed. Saeed, yeah. yeah. Saeed goes, Shannon! Shannon! <laughs> I got to rewatch that show. Man. That, that was, show was so good for two seasons. We had so much fun with that it show. It was so good. <laughs> oh, and when the others came in season two, oh, a that tasty was another, treat. I remember that was another one of those things, much like the uh, OC and V for Vendetta. Yes. That I was telling you to watch and you were like, no, how is it that good? How is it that good? I was like, yeah. you just got to watch it. And then I, I remember loaning you my DVD and thinking that the next day when I talked to you, you would be like, maybe like two or three in and you're like i stayed up all night i, I, fi I finished the first season <laughs> like all due respect to sopranos and the wire which i think are the two best shows of all time i'll say that before i make this ridiculous statement but i have never had more fun than watching the first two seasons of lost and like the first two seasons of the oc yeah 
Like that is the best shit. Well, and also, and it's not it's not on the same level as Sopranos or anything like that. It's network drama stuff. Yeah. But God, it's it was so well done. At the first. other the other thing too is like <laughs> there are a couple of things that added to the whole experience. That's when we were I think both working at Old Country Buffet. Right around that. Well, I was in between Walmart yeah, and Old but Country we had kind of a, <laughs> we had kind of a closely knit like friend group. Then we like really discussed this shit ad we, nauseum. We all were into it and would come together and like discuss it and in our theories and stuff. Yeah, we were like a group of forty-year-old women that get together for coffee and discuss the soaps. It was also know? hilarious because we were all like twenty, twenty-one. Yeah, and we would go to the neighborhood cafe on Saturday nights. And, like, drink coffee, eat breakfast food, and talk yep. about Lost instead of, like, drinking, like, normal 21-year-olds. Yeah. I don't know. It was fun, though. Our oh, little was. run at the neighborhood for, like, a couple years there was probably some of the most fun I've had in my 20s. Oh, yeah. Like, it was a good time. And we had a really good group of friends there. Yeah. Um, I did. Re- I do remember... T- we haven't seen a lot of them for a while. Someone... I, it's, I read somewhere, or I remember hearing someone say, like... Lost is right around the time where it's like one of the last TV shows that like communally everybody watched week to week instead of like binging. Yeah. It was a thing. Yeah. You know, it was really a thing. That was like a But we it's don't It's a bygone era of network television. And honestly like it is a network drama, but it is such it's so much better done than some oh, yeah. of the crap they throw out there now. Yeah. But that was like the last one that was like that because it was like yeah. immediately after that that's when like streaming took off that's when you know uh like binging started happening and yeah. like they started dumping seasons of shows yeah. all at once and yeah it's just it's it's not the same anymore as much as i love binging there was a certain uh just mystique to watching an episode and then having no fucking clue what's going to happen for a week. Yeah. And that's what I kind of like what they did with Bad Batch and what they did yeah. with The Mandalorian. Yep. They don't throw it all at you at once. Yeah. And I think Disney more did it because, oh, we can hook in subscribers for three months as opposed to one. Yeah. But, hey, it is crazy to think about. Could you imagine watching a show and having commercial breaks, though? Like, that's something that I, like, would be so strange right yeah. now. Yeah. Like, if in the 15 minutes into The Mandalorian, like, there's a yeah. break for five minutes. Well, I've been meaning to sign up for HBO Max, I think they call it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, because there's some shit I want to watch on there. Um, But they have, like, an ad version that's much cheaper. Oh. So maybe I'll do that just to get that old, the old feel. Maybe we'll yeah. get the feels back, you know? Yeah. Well, we got Seinfeld on Netflix now. Oh, it's all happening. I think I'm like three episodes in on that. Yeah, I'm clicking it tonight. Yeah. It's been a while. I got it reacquainted with an that old That first episode friend. is so strange. You know, I might just go straight to this. <laughs> oh, God. It's a big man. A big man. Yeah, I mean, the first season is very short. It's only like, what, six episodes? Yeah, something it was like, like unheard of to order six episodes, too. Yeah. It's like, and they put it on in the summer when it was like, that's like the death knell for yeah. a pilot. And it somehow, like, they had a few executives that really believed in it. Yeah. And it paid off. They had some other executives that wanted it ended immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that first episode is wild. The calf, the, 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 uh, the cafe's all different that they go to. Yeah, Elaine's not in it. Elaine's not there. Like the female lead was actually like this waitress at the yeah. cafe. Just... It was like one of the one of the only requirements for becoming picked up was there has to be a female role and she cannot be a waitress. And they were like, Oh, okay. So they made Elaine. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, that really worked out. Oh, yeah. Much better. Yes. Anyways, uh, we do have a new song, obviously. It's been a... Well, fun did have a long run, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But we jumped right into another long run. And it's for a song that I absolutely loathe. Oh, no. I fucking hate it. And it's not the end of their run. It's the start of their run. So I'm not going to play that song. <laughs> and I'm not going to be doing it for the next five, six episodes, whatever it is. I'm just going to play shit that I want to play. Okay. And there was a huge summer hit that we just jumped right over that has a massive clone cast connection. Oh, okay. A massive Tom connection. All right. Yeah. I'm going to let you think about that one. So I'm not doing that one today. I'm going to play just whatever the fuck I want for the next five episodes. And once this one's finally going to make an exit, I will reveal the massive clone cast connection song. Okay. And we will. This is a tease. There is a video for this that the listeners can go and watch very easily accessible. And they can see Tom from eight, how long, nine years ago. <laughs> they can see they can see young Tom. <laughs> Anyways, I will have you guess the song, though, and then right. I'm just going to play whatever the fuck I want. So, uh, it's a band that I hate. They had a number one hit on the clone cast that I fucking hate. I hated that song. I did not want to play it. I played it once. It fucking wanted to gouge my ears out. Um, they had a very nice run, though. In Is the... this another Maroon 5 number? It is a Maroon okay. 5 number. It's a number by the name of One More Night. Which is like, something like that. So it's shit. But it is a Maroon <laughs> 5 song. It is a Maroon 5 song. So I have to kind of play a Maroon 5 song of some kind. Okay. So until we get to the glorious clone cast reveal, this is going to be what I play in its stead. Ready? Let's go. Kids Bob Sugar. <laughs> Let's listen here. We gotta break this down. Right here, right here, right here. Listen. We talked about it before. The Kids Bob version changed good loving to good dancing. We know what you mean. We could read between those lines. Oh, let's hear it again. We know what they mean. <laughs> we read you loud and clear. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I mean, my favorite Maroon 5 song is the Kids Bop version of Sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I will actively because seek Adam out. Adam Levine is not in it. Yes, I think so. I do like the Maroon 5 version of Sugar. Yeah, yeah. But this is just fucking blows it out of the water. <laughs> that good loving. It's good loving. Anyways. <laughs> I guess that's all we got. Uh, do we have anything else that we want to discuss? I don't think so. All right. Yeah, we got to uh, Daryl's birthday. See, now, technically, since it's the fifth, when we, wet, when we wished him a happy birthday, we may be the first people to wish him a happy birthday. He's not going to hear it till the seventh. That'd be awesome. Ooh. Okay. Anyways, um, should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Do it. What the H? What the H? Why do you build me up, build me up, but a baby just to let me down, let me down, and mess me around? Nice! Alright! There he so, is! There he is. 
Saw Gerrera has entered the fold. Yeah. Season when, five. When are we getting a Saw Gerrera Black Series? Ooh, that they have would be, one? No. Oh. That would be something, though. I want both. I want Forrest Whitaker one, and I want Young one. Yeah. I want them all. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so Saw Gerrera debuts. Uh, this is season five. Episode 2, A War on Two Fronts, October 6, 2012, that we will be reviewing today. So uh, we were on a long streak of going directly in order. It was very it was convenient. Like almost the entirety of Season 4. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're jumping. Yeah. Now we're jumping. I wonder what the fucking... I will be curious when we watch Season 5, Episode 1, how that wasn't, uh, you know... Yeah. The order of this is it, very odd. It and will make sense, but... Yeah, yeah, but some of the characters and where we left off in the last episode, very confusing. Yeah. I mean, watching it in this order. I mean, well, when we last saw them, Obi-Wan was in a fucking, sh- uh, uh, you know, escaping with Ventress in a ship. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is incredible. And now he's not with Ventress anymore. <laughs> nope. What the fuck's going on here? Maybe they just had a nice little weekend themselves together yeah. alone yeah there's this planet in star trek called risa which is like uh kind of the horny hedonism planet ah, okay. maybe they spent a weekend in risa there you go you know um jumped to a different universe <laughs> spent a weekend risa came back said their goodbyes ventress went back to tatooine kenobi went back tongue-in-cheek to said oh, i had a good weekend <laughs> <laughs> hello there <laughs> well we didn't get any do not tell the duchess do not tell her <laughs> Um, sorry. Well, what were we gonna say? You could make the like we didn't. Granted, we didn't get closure on that storyline, but the argument could be made. It was a good point to end it with Maul saying, "I'm we'll I be can, patient. I can be patient." Yeah, I just wanted to see Kenobi give like Ventress a hug goodbye or yeah. something. You know, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like a. I'd like to see him give her a kiss on that bald forehead. Of hers. Oh gosh. <laughs> Oh, man. You take her to a bowling alley, you polish her in that little ball retriever, shine that up. Was that in Kingpin? <laughs> Look at how handsome he is. He is a Stu John stud indeed. Uh, no, it was Simpsons. Homer shines his ball. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know I was thinking Kingpin. I had Kingpin on the mind today. Yeah. Um. So, where we're starting off on this one, um, the Separatists have taken over a planet by the name of Onder... On- on Onderon. 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 Now you'll remember Onderon is the planet that Amina Bonateri was the senator for. Amina Bonateri. So that also means I locked Bonateri. The lesser, much, much lesser Bonateri. Also, you did you remember that this was in Bad Batch too? Onderon was? Yeah, this was the planet that they got sent to to take out these rebels. Yes. Yeah. And they wouldn't do it. Yep. And that's where the, the you know, the well, chasm, the well, schism with. Hunter wouldn't do it. Hunter wouldn't do it. And that deepened the schism with Crosshair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually Crosshair went and just started executing citizens. And yeah, it, I did, it was dark. Last, or I think it was last night or the night before when I watched this episode, I did watch that clip from Bad Batch. I just mm-hmm. wanted to see. And I did take note of like Hunter immediately was like, no, these are civilians. And Crosshair even then was like, give the order, like give the order. And he still like still had his gun trained on them. Yeah. So I really need to go back and rewatch Bad Bash. Know that like I'm gonna give it a full rewatch, yeah. especially before season two drops. Yeah. Um. I think we had some time. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I mean, 
We don't need to get into Bad Batch. Let's say, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. can talk all day about Crosshair's fucking chip, you know, uh, what's going on there. And some people may not even watch Bad Batch. Or yeah. Listen to this, so. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Onderon is under the rule of a new king, and this king has allied with the Separatists. Um, but there is a group of rebels that are trying to take back the capital city by the name of ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure, an episode about insurgents yes. in the capital city. Very is interesting. Um, so we start off, our first scene is actually going to be at the Jedi Council. Um, and they get a hollow page in from Lux Bonitary, who has now joined up with Saw Gerrera and these rebels on Onderon. So um, much better than hanging out with Death Watch, I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, Lux is on Onderon with Saw, and they're paging in for assistance from the Jedi Council. There's going to be a bit of a debate here, and then we're going to have a follow-up conversation after they end their conversation with them. So, let's take a listen to our first clip. Unfortunately, the only way to reclaim Onderon will be through armed struggle. But we lack sufficient hardware and supplies. Onderon is in your king's rule, and at the outbreak of the Clone War, he chose to align it with the Separatists. Our true king has been silenced. The one you recognize is a traitor and a separatist minion. We need your help to survive this. That's Saw. Find a way. We shall. We await your answer. Lux gives Ahsoka a look. There are pockets of rebels on many of these planets that just need guidance. With training and resources, they get attacked soft targets while the Republic continues to engage them on the battlefield. That sounds like terrorism, Anakin. Well, I think of it as an insurgency. To help realign these planets with the Republic. We can divide the Separatist forces and press them on two fronts. A means to an end. Fear cannot be. Stop those who spread terror. The Jedi must. Indeed. What you're suggesting would open up dangerous possibilities. And we must not train terrorists. Uh, rebels. How we conduct war is what distinguishes us from others. Funding rebels to overthrow a legitimate government puts innocent lives at risk. We can minimize collateral damage by using arms that mainly affect droids. The least we can do is help them defend themselves. Test the tactic while we're at it. Maybe we could give them an iron <laughs> This could be a great new weapon for us. Hmm. Train and observe. Send advisors. We will. I'll assemble a team. I'm going with you. <laughs> what? You don't trust me? Too much. That's what worries me. Uh, okay, after that conversation, I almost want to just drop the Star Spangled Banner in. <laughs> I mean, this is... It is such a perfect allegory. This is America. Oh, yeah, this is like... The, no, well, the Mujahideen, like, yeah. this is the exact thing that happened. Yeah, I mean, and it's just, and the interest, okay, so now you may be saying, we don't know anything about this king yet. I, I don't know how he governs or anything. I mean, but um, it's very odd to me. Like, uh, for one, Lux was like a loyal separatist for a long time until they betrayed him. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. Um, but he must have been cool with the king at that point. Um, but also the thing is, this is a like uh, this king was democratically elected, like so the people chose him, and then he chose to side with the separatists when the war broke out. Yep, probably for with input from Lux's mother, I'm assuming who was the senator at the time. She, it, who was she was very pro separatist as well. Yeah, 
so this is a you know this isn't some um you know it's not like they overthrew there was not some sort of uprising where this you know where the, this this dark shadowy power grasped it from the hands of the people this is actually who the people elected this is some really problematic territory for me <laughs> Like, I, you know, politics aside of the separatist aside and we, you know, I, we don't need to get into like, where's the re republic good and where's the separatist good? We don't need to get into that at all. The fact is, this was a democratically elected king. Well, the the main point to make is not once in their conversation, the Jedi's conversation, did they mention anything about the king in like yeah they didn't mention him being a bad ruler they didn't mention him committing any kind of like genocide or anything like that yeah they didn't bring him up once everything was focused on no there's insurgents let's help them overthrow this because guy. they're allied with the separatists because the yes. government is allied with the separatists like there are situations in which someone who is democratically elected theoretically a case can be made that they need to be like taken out or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean like Joe Biden and all those votes he sold. <laughs> right? You could make a case for things. Maybe like that's that. what's going on. But they don't even Maybe they use Dominion voting machines on Onderon <laughs> and we need to do a seventh audit. On, on Onderon. Onderon's version of Arizona. Yeah. Really. Can we get the cyber ninjas on this <laughs> to certify it? I but, still love that the cyber ninjas were like, yeah, you lost. <laughs> the cyber ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even do it. Okay, sorry. In um, the, the line that killed me too is Mace saying, like, the least we can do is help them defend themselves. And it's like, how many fucking times have we heard this from our foreign policies? Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we have done this so many times. Yeah. I mean, gosh, we have we have like gone and tra I mean, just recently in Afghanistan, you saw what happened. We trained a bunch of guys there for 20 fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> they just laid down their fucking arms as soon as we left. <laughs> we don't want to fucking fight. The second the second the Taliban comes in, they're yeah. like, ah, whatever. Were they valor stealing? Case like they just wanted uh, to put the, the, the fucking yeah. the uniform on for like 20 years to pick up ladies there in uh, yeah. Kabul. And then, like, all of a sudden, when they actually had to fight, they're like, nah, 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 fuck it. I was never into this whole idea anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean. But the parallels are crazy. It is insane. Throughout the entire episode, too. Yeah. Like, even some of the training montages and stuff are, yeah. like, it's now, nuts. Now, you know, I haven't seen this show. This is my first watch through. So, I mean, if we get to learn more about the king and he's, like, this fucking maniac and shit and he's, like, killing his citizens. And yeah. Or if he just, like, stole power somehow and he wasn't actually democratically elected. But it's implied that he was. Yes. Um, so if there's some shady business going on here, then I will probably change my tune on this. But as we stand, what we learn in this episode, I think this is wrong. The Jedi's basically, in their minds, and again, I think this is a lot of the time where our foreign policy comes from. In the Jedi's eyes, the Separatists are evil and they need to end the war. Yes. So... This is the quickest way to do that, which yep. makes it a good move. Yes. Regardless of what the people on that planet Understandable. Want. Um, I, I understand. I mean, they're in the middle of a fucking war here, and these guys are all fucking generals in that particular army. So, of course, they're going to view. But this is just some interesting territory to yeah. go down. This is not standard warfare. This is not like they're running an invasion on this planet or anything. They're just going, hey, there's some insurgents there. 
ah, let's fucking arm them up. Let's yeah. train them. You yeah. know, let's make them really good at what they do. So <laughs> give them a couple of stinger missiles. <laughs> okay. First of all, we'll get to the training in this episode. Fucking comical as hell. Anyways, we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, so they're going to take in a they take in a pumpkin boy. They kind of now this is separatist territory, so they sneak in with a pumpkin boy. Yeah, but they swapped out the head though. It doesn't got the pumpkin head, but yeah. it's got the same body. Standard pumpkin boy wings. Yes. Um. So they sneak in there, and they land on Oneron, and the pilot just drops him off there and takes off. Very interesting here. Yeah. Um. You're just gonna. It's a. Uh, it's Ahsoka. It's Anakin. It's Obi Wan. Um, we got Rex wearing some really new. Rex is Rex is showing me something. Rex this is week. mixing it up, baby. Yeah, Rex doesn't have the standard clone trooper armor on anymore. He's got like a. He looks like one of the rebels in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um. Yep. He he looks like and <laughs> there's like there's like this theory that Rex was actually on. Yeah. <laughs> Endor. Yeah. You know. There's and actually, there's one old rebel trooper. Uh, that has like a big white beard. Yes, and they're like, "That's Rex." Yeah, I would be all for it if they just if they came on. They're like, "Yeah, that's Rex." I'd I, be like, "That's fucking sweet." I think it's canon now because there shut was, up. I there was some interview that Dave Filoni was giving, <laughs> and someone like asked him. They're like, "So now with your power at Lucasfilm, like you have the ability to make stuff canon, right?" And I and I think he was like, "Yeah, I guess I do." And then they pushed him on that subject, and they were like, so do you think that this is Rex, like this guy on Endor? And I guess Dave Filoni was just like, I don't see why not. And so, like, I think that, like, solidified it as... I kind of like that attitude from Dave, because yeah. it's very George Lucas of him to just oh, be yeah. like, sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> Much like, you know, where's Obi-Wan from? Stu John. Stu John, John Stewart. <laughs> He's from Stu John. Man, I mean, they're peas in a pod. You might as well just hand him the keys. It's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. All right, cool. So that's Rex. I wonder if we could get into either George or Dave Filoni's ear if we could get our podcast played on some kind of like Star Ooh. Wars property. Yeah. And then that means that we are officially part of the Star Wars canon. God, we need to somehow do that. That would be amazing. That should actually be the goal. We we would have our own Wikipedia entries. Yeah. The only problem is if we get like really successful, I'm probably going to have to stop using all the goddamn copyrighted music. <laughs> I really got to start looking up those laws. We get even a modicum of success. Yeah. We're gonna have to purge our entire back catalog. <laughs> you're just gonna have, you're gonna have like so many episodes where it's just no sound effects. <laughs> you know. Anyways, man, we got to get on. We're yeah, not. Yeah. We are not hitting that ninety minute goal at this pace. Um. So yeah, they land on Onderon. It's like a jungle planet. Um. We got some real good hood going on. Like I said, Ahsoka's got her hood up. When Ahsoka's got the hood up, it looks really cool it's because awesome. of her Leku. You yep. know, it looks really fucking sweet. Um. It's not Leku with it. What are they called on uh, Ahsoka? Yeah, it's Leku. Is oh, they call him Leku. I, I think thought so. that was uh. Is, I thought that was just Twi'leks. I think it's both. Yeah. Okay. All right. They're Leku. Um. So they're sneaking through the jungle trying to find the rebel base. Um, and you see these like rebels in the tree, like kind of spying on them. these rebels are actually apparently pretty good spies oh, yeah. because they're like, there's three Jedi there that don't notice them. Um, so suddenly they get surrounded by a bunch of rebels that reveal themselves. Um, and one of the leaders of the rebels rolls up on them. Now there's a lot of dinosaurs on this planet and she's riding like a dinosaur. They're very strange animals. Yeah. They're like weird dinosaurs. Um, but her name is Stila. Um, is she related to Sagarera? Well, we're going to have to keep watching and find out. It seems like I have a brother-sister vibe going on. Um, Stila is a minx. Now, <laughs> she's got, she's got. I mean, 
you know, I love my ladies. I love the polycule. I mean, she's got potential. Yeah. We got to see where this art goes, yep. though. I can't give it to her yet. There's some stuff that rubbed me the wrong way. And there's stuff that rubbed me some good way. Yep. The introduction, those eyes, <laughs> oh, they caught my attention. <laughs> she's got some pretty eyes on her, doesn't she? Well, if she does get a song, I think we know what it is now. Oh, the smash guess who hit <laughs> the, those eyes. No. <laughs> That does not fall in line with the '80s and. It's a corny. great song, though. Yeah, hey, it's a good song, but yeah. it, we got it. We got to. We're, we're sticking with These the vibe eyes. here. Yeah, 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 it has to be '80s or '90s love song. I think. Okay. You know, just something that reminds me of slow dancing at like a sixth grade dance. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's all about the slow dance with the ladies. <laughs> I just want to slow dance with all the ladies. If I could slow dance with every woman on earth, I'd do it. I just picture you in the arms of the daughter. Yes. <laughs> like somewhere around no, her navel. I would slow dance with the Duchess. I would slow dance with Ventress. I would slow dance with Tekla. I would slow dance with Avar Chris. I would not slow dance with Morta Sauter. She'd put me in the Bjorn and she'd rock me to sleep. <laughs> she'd be singing. She'd be singing this. She'd be singing that as she rocks me to sleep because I'm so worn out from slow dancing with the other ladies that she rocks me to sleep. This show's getting weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm going to do tonight after recording this? Because this is just getting bonkers. What I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to listen to Cat and Mouse. Just, and just the intro, it's like, welcome to the clone cast. <laughs> <laughs> to, to me talking about a fictional eight-foot-tall woman rocking me to sleep while playing Donna Lewis. We've come a long way, baby. It's brilliant. Yeah. I must say, movement. this show fucking rules. <laughs> Every now and then, remember when I, I think it was like 30 episodes ago, I was like, this is the Star Wars podcast of record, and we've only gone up from there. This is gold, baby. Gold. Should we talk colors? <laughs> the story and historian loved color talk. Are you a gold guy or a silver guy? I'm a big silver guy. I like silver, too. Yeah. yeah, gold, yeah. gold is too garish. Overrated. Yeah. yeah. Especially that that gold member. Yeah. That that forever, that Austin Powers gold member killed gold for me. Yeah. Now, you may be saying, well, it's a fucking Austin Powers movie just because... That was the worst Austin Powers movie by far. And it was kind of like a moment where I was like, oh, God, I don't find this stuff funny anymore. Yeah. It was a very weird, alarming moment well, for me growing up. The first Austin Powers, like, had nuance, and it was kind of like smart in a certain way and then all of a sudden the sequels got just progressively just like no the second one was good too it was yeah but But the third one it just didn't it's just like a tear down each step of the way but then like by the end it's like just no nuance whatsoever and well there was only three so i mean it was like a big step down on that one and it was just kind of uh you know it's like the simpsons clip that i've played before it's just like stop yeah yeah. he's dead already (laughs) But uh, the perfect example of gold is just like what Trump did when you see his like penthouse. Yeah. It's like it's what it's what dumb people think rich people yeah. like. It's so garish and yeah. over the top. I just think it's gross. Silver's just so much more pretty. Yeah, shiny and yeah. beautiful, you know. It's sleek, twinkly. Gold feels clunky. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I'm not a big gold guy. I don't get it. I don't get I, I don't get it. I don't get that gold. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyways, all right, Jesus, <laughs> where were we? Oh, yeah, so they got the good hood. They're surrounded by rebels, and Stila, she is a saucy mix. She introduced himself. She's like, okay, you're the Jedi. I'm going to lead you to the base here. So they follow Stila um, to the base. The base is just basically in some ruins. 
Like it looks like a you know like an archaeologist dream. Yeah, it's it's you know it's some uh, ancient ruins there in Andoran. It's kind of reminiscent of Yavin Four. Yeah, in A New Hope. Now, I, you know, if these are, these ancient ruins should be like some sort of like national park or something. Yeah, you know, they should really preserve these. They look like they're like legendary of some Pretty kind. Pretty cool. Yeah, so maybe this king does fucking suck. I mean, if he can't establish a national park, we got problems, baby. By the end of this arc, we're both going to be completely on the side of the yeah. Jedi. Like, we're going to go overthrow that We're going to be rolling out the guillotine for the <laughs> unnamed Andoran king that we've only seen for half a second in the fucking narration intro. Um, so, yeah. So, there's a lot of dinosaur mounts in this rebel encampment. Yeah, there's like a uh, like their version of a pterodactyl that has yeah. like wing fingers. Yeah, and I was trying, I was looking really hard. Like, does it have like feathers i didn't see any no i didn't but see it, any it doesn't look very lizard-like either yeah but it's a i guess the best description is a pterodactyl yeah but it's, it is weird like its wings have fingers yes. it looks like a hand but it's a wing yeah it's, it's cool. cool yeah uh and saw is sitting on one kind of watching from yeah. above and so did you recognize saw in i knew the it was beginning? Saw right away okay. because of bad batch yes i was like oh that's saw yeah um, and it made sense because I heard Andron and I was like, oh, that's where they saw Saw yep. in Bad Batch. So, yeah, it all kind of came together for me pretty quickly. Um, so Saw flies down as they enter uh, on his dinosaur mount and he introduces himself as Saw Gerrera. Uh, Lux Bonateri walks in. We're going to get our first clip here. This is a little discussion um, between the Jedi and Ahsoka, of course, has a previous relationship with Lux. Um, and also Stila and Lux seem to have some sort of little vibe going on very odd and they're they're building this kind of like strange like you know uh you know three's company type scenario where it's just kind of <laughs> ahsoka is very leery of stila steel is very leery of ahsoka lux is they, working on his own polycule yeah lux is <laughs> he's a fucking amateur compared to me i'll take them both baby <laughs> oh you better sleep with one eye open lux i'm hot on your tail the separatists have strength in numbers we're gonna show you how to target and destroy them now, to be clear, we are not here to fight your war. Rather, to show you how to conduct it in the most efficient and successful way possible. Captain Rex. I'll show you how the 501st destroy Clankers. First, I need volunteers to carry supplies from our entry point a half-click west. Shouldn't be a problem. Excellent. Lux, it's... Good to see you again. Yay. It's good to see you too, Asaka. I didn't realize you had such strong ties to Onderon. Onderon is my home. My mother represented it in the Senate. Your voice is strong. Stila. Like hers was. Have you reconsidered joining the Republic Senate? Even if we do take back Onderon, it won't change how I feel. I'm not fighting for the Republic. Well, what matters now is we need each other's help. Just like we did on Karlak. Karlak? What happened on Karlak? Ahsoka is the reason I'm here, and not with Death Watch. Really? What he means is... She saved me from a huge mistake. Hmm. Lux obviously thinks highly of you. I guess so. Let's hope that respect is well-founded. Okay. So Dila and Lux are smitten. Yeah, they they got a little thing going on, and now Ahsoka's been thrown into the fray, and just all chaos is breaking loose. Poor Ahsoka, she's like, listen, I, what are, what are you looking at me for? Why are you getting all pissed off at me? Yeah, like Steela kind of gives her a look a couple times in this episode. You're like, oh man, and that's kind of where Steela was rubbing me the wrong way. Yeah, here. yeah. 
I can't have that going on in the polycule if she's the jealous type. Ahsoka's literally like, I didn't do anything. Yeah, she literally just showed guy. up to help you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Sorry that she she literally saved his fucking life too. So if you have any feelings for Lux, you should be Lux, you should be thinking. Yeah. Why you have feelings for Lux? That's also another negative <laughs> check mark for you in training in the polycule. Because as we've said before, this dude sucks. <laughs> and he sucks still. He sucks still. Yeah. I I don't like him. He was kind of fine the first time we saw him, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I thought that was it. Mm-hmm. You know? That would have been fine. Just end it there. End the Lux Bonitary. It's bare. Now, one thing I love about that clip... I did forget to mention before playing it. That was like Obi-Wan and Anakin kind of like, hey, we're here to help. You know, we're going to bring in some supply. We're going to train you. Rex is going to train you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the main crux of that clip was what? Yes. The second part. Um, I found it interesting that Ahsoka did not know that he was from Onderon, considering yeah. she went behind enemy lines with Padme... Met up with him. Uh, his mom was the senator from Onderon. From like, you think at some point in the conversation, you'd be like, so you're from Onderon? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I found that odd. Um, and I think it was just... I don't know. I I don't know. I think it was just kind of a way maybe to reintroduce the viewer to Lux Bonitary as why is Lux here? Yeah. Because he's from Onderon. Yeah. You know, I guess that's maybe why they did it. They could have just had someone else say it, though, because Ahsoka's already got a built-in relationship yeah. with this guy. Yep. I found it odd, but it is what it is. So, anyways, um, so we get to, like, some of the... There's a lot of training scenes in this, and... Rex, they got like, I don't know how they got all these fucking tanks. They got all these tanks and like dummy droids here in this rebel base camp. Um, so Rex demonstrates how to take out a Clanka tank. <laughs> yep. And so what Rex does is he like throws, uh, what are the, the Gungan balls? That's what they seemed like to me. The blue balls? No, I think they're thermal, th- I think they're thermal detonators. Well, his was like an EMP because it like yeah, electrocutes yeah, 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 the thing. Yeah, yeah. So Rex shows how you, there's two entrances to these like, droid tanks there's the one in the bottom and then there's the cannoneer up at the top yep so rex demonstrates how to throw a grenade into the hole and then how to throw a grenade into the other hole and you have to disarm both those areas to disarm the tank so so far the information here that rex is giving them god bless rex very competent officer but they could have literally just been like this is how you destroy a tank and just sent like a hollow over or something. <laughs> yeah. They could have just sent a fucking telegram be like just a yeah. just a storyboard would yeah. suffice. There's an entrance there and there just blow that part up. Yeah. Very interesting. As we learn later when they demonstrate it, Lux is not capable of <laughs> He's so dumb. <laughs> But anyway, so Rex demonstrates how to take out a tank, and then they're all like, all right, let's practice fighting a tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a Rocky, mo- not a Rocky montage, but it's like a training kind of like build. It's like, I, you know what I thought of when I watched this? Like the Mighty Ducks when they're yeah, yeah, really yeah. bad, yep. and they try to like pass eggs and stuff. Like you got to be really careful with the egg when you make a pet. I like and- to think that this is the exact work we were doing in Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs> Training the insertions. This is a gun. (laughs) You aim it and shoot. Uh, So they practice fighting a tank, and Lux and Saw are going to take, they're going to demonstrate how to do this. They're going to do it together. So Saw's like, I'm going to take the bottom, you take the top. And Saw, like, rushes into it, and, like, Saw and Lux have kind of, like, a little competitive relationship, too. Yeah. Um, But so Lux goes to take the top, and he's holding onto the cannon. He tries doing this really nifty flip. Because uh, he saw Rex just be a total badass <laughs> when Rex demonstrated it. And Lux kind of like 
slips and he runs into saw and they both fall off and they they were unable to successfully destroy an <laughs> idle tank that is not manned <laughs> so things are going great yeah and first of all let's also talk about this rebels there okay now i you know it's animation so you kind of gotta use your imagination but there's like 10 of them <laughs> there's, like, there's like nobody there like what's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> there's literally like ten to twenty of them. Yeah, insane. It's quite the cell they have. Yeah, man, these insurgents. <laughs> they got potential. <laughs> they're gonna a fuck. They're gonna invade a walled city. <laughs> the ten of them. Okay, so Lux and Saw mess up. Um, after that scene, we get to uh, Lux and Saw. Also, just they don't seem to like each other very well. Saw doesn't like Lux very much. He kind of sees Lux as like this prissy politician where yeah. he's like the the grizzled warrior you know um but we get back to we don't get we go to the first time we go to isis <laughs> the capital city of Andron, and we see a droid commander out in front of the city the walled city and they got a moat too it appears um they got it all going on it's a classic castle um and he's sending out some probe droids to an area where an unregistered ship landed which is obviously the ship that they yeah. came in this all seems really horribly thought out yeah this all just seems befuddling so far. Yep. Like, you could have told them how to destroy the tank via text. <laughs> yeah. You could have sent them an email. Like, this is like everything they train them in is the most basic stuff. Yeah. Like, this is how you do it. Like, it did not require you to send three Jedi, one of your best clones. It is hilarious that for this mission, they're like, yep, we're going to take our th some, three of our best Jedis and off, set them on here. Off of the main battle. To go fight Darth Maul and Savage Opress. They're like, nah, Obi-Wan can go yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is bonkers, man. Oh, so the probe droids are sent to this area where an unregistered ship landed. You see him fly off. Um, our next clip is going to be back at the rebel base camp. And this is going to be Saw, Neela, and Lux uh, having a little chit-chat with each other. And Saw is going to talk some shit to Lux. You sure you up for this? Saw. It was an accident. You would have had us both killed. Just stop it. Sit down, boy. This isn't the Senate. You've got no talent for this. It's going to take a lot more than muscle to defeat the Separatists. Politics have failed us. We have no choice. We always have a choice. Then make yours. Look, if we're going to succeed, you'll need to be exceptional with words and action. There will be time for both. Okay, so first of all, I love, like, make your choice. Like, he's daring Lux to fight him. Like, yeah. they're kind of, like, getting on each other's throats here. But Lux has made plenty of choices, and they've all been terrible. Bugullet! <laughs> Bugullet! <laughs> But yeah, I mean... Um, Bugullet will know the truth. Yes. <laughs> will know the truth. I don't think I have Bugullet, really. Now that we have a, a Saw arc, I'm probably going to have to you gotta queue up... you got to load those guys up, yeah, baby. I'm going to have to queue up old Borgullet there. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> will know the truth. I love how weird he got. <laughs> I know! <laughs> it's great. I am so hoping that there's something in, like, Bad Batch or Obi-Wan or, like, maybe something that yeah. bridges the gap to Forrest Whitaker being completely insane. Maybe he was concussed when Lux fell on him, and then like it was just a slow burn. You oh, know? it's the best. I watched a little bit of uh, Rogue One last oh, night, too. I watch it at least once it's once every so two weeks. Goddamn I watch good. it. I've been watching them goddamn squid games, Did though. Did they send you here to kill me? <laughs> 
there's very little of me left. God, he's awesome. God, he's so good. He's so cool. Um, but yeah, so um, Saw and Lux just not getting along. Now, there was a line earlier um, that Neela said, like, Lux's voice is very important to our cause uh, because his mother was a well-respected senator and honored Onderin. Yeah. Honored Onderin. That's a good one. Um, so Lux is important from like a political perspective as a voice for their resistance. Well, and it gives them a uh, legitimacy to yeah. have someone like him in their ranks. Yeah, man. But he's a, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Make your choice. Yeah. His choices suck. He's, he's out. He's like always on. I have a feeling Lux is one of those guys that's just always on the wrong side of history, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so uh, shortly after that clip, we see the probe droid. And it kind of spots the camp. So, I mean, what did you expect? Yeah. You go behind enemy lines here. You temporary, you know, it's just, I, I, it's very not well thought out. They were very careful. Though. Yeah. Of course, it was something that Mace helped kick down. The You know, Mace was like, yeah, this actually could be a good opportunity. <laughs> if Mace is in on something, it's probably a fuck up, you know? Yep. <laughs> That's a tell. Yeah. Um, so we get to Anakin and they now have some droidicas there. Um, and Anakin's going to teach them how to destroy droidicas. The droidicas, these dummy droidicas, they got the shields and everything. They got the whole thing going on here. Um, oh, and, they're the real deal. Yeah, they are the real deal. So I, they just—they're really loaded with like droids at this yeah. fucking rebel camp. So they put the—they um, put the uh, shields up, and th- this is honestly like kindergarten. <laughs> It's like, all right, so Anakin's like, you kind of got to, like, roll it nicely at it. Like, if it goes too hard, it's going to view it as a solid object, and it's going to reject it. But if it's something that just feels kind of stationary, it's going to go in. So you got to roll it really lightly. Yeah, they're rolling thermal detonators or EMP grenades through the shield So they can get through the, the shield because the droidica, and Rex demonstrates how you can't kill it with a blaster. It will automatically just absorb that. Although, so, you remember the last time Rex killed one? Fucking sweet. <laughs> That was the landing at Point Rainark on the uh, the pistol yeah, through it on the oh, Hoover Dam. Yeah. God, that was fucking cool. <laughs> and the cool thing about it is when you talk about how like they got to kind of like slowly go in there. Rex slowly yeah. pointed the pistol, so that is some cool con- con- continuity there yeah, yeah. about how effective these droid shields are. That's really when you started getting sold on Rex. Was after that <laughs> that no that move that move was immediately like okay Rex is fucking god tier. <laughs> Like, sorry, Cody, you do have competition here. Um, we have seen a lot more Rex than Cody, though. Yeah, we really have. Like, Rex is clearly the star of the Clone Wars. Yes. Like, it's really awesome when we get Rex and Cody together. Yep. But even in those episodes, it's more of the Rex show. Um, but yeah, Cody still fucking rules. I'm short, Cody. You're tall, Rex. That's how it is. That's what we started with. That's what we're going to go with. Um, so Saw's very bad at rolling. He keeps, like, he gets rejected when he first tries. He threw it too hard. Lux tries. And he's let me see. And Lux gets it on the first time. So... So uh, Lux, terrible at fighting, um, probably make will make terrible political decisions, um, but he's very good at rolling a ball slowly. <laughs> he was a league champion boxy baller. Abby, <laughs> you stole my joke! I had the whole thing lined up for when we did the review. I was like, oh, I didn't expect to watch bocce ball with Lux Bonitary. I was sitting on it, and I almost used it right there, but I was like, no, nope, I'm going to save it for the end of the episode. But yeah, they're playing fucking bocce yeah, ball. Yeah. It's literally bocce ball with the droidica. Have you played much bocce ball? It's a fun game. It's fun. Oh, yes. Do you take... Do, okay, which would you... 
do you prefer? Do you like bocce ball or croquet? I actually like croquet better. I do too. Especially when I you get too. when you get good and you get co- you you go through all the hoops and become poison, and that's how you eliminate the other players. Yeah, I'm getting really excited. God, I, I love yard I'm games. Salivating here, I'm so excited. <laughs> Love yard game. But yeah, this is fucking bocce ball with yeah. Lux Bonitari and Saw Gerrera. Yep. That's what's going on here. They're teaching these guerrilla fighters how to play bocce ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> um, so we get a little... Um, Neela tries it, and Neela is also very bad at rolling. But Lux comes over, and he does the old, like, hey, let me teach you how to golf swing, milady. And he starts like it's all in the hips. You know, he gets behind her, and he's like, so you got to move your arm like this. And Ahsoka's sitting there watching. They cut to Ahsoka. She's like, oh, God. You know? (laughs) Um, So Ahsoka sees Saw there, and he's frustrated because he sucks at it. So she's like, hey, can I help you then? So I don't know. Like, she's, there's a whole thing going on here with jealousy and just all this stuff. Um, we do get a quick scene of the probe droid watching them. And at this point they report back to droid command. Like, yeah, this is where they are. Why don't you come in? Send the forces. Here we go. Um, so the droid commander's like, yep, we're going to send a large force. He tells his tank commander to go out there. So you see a tank roll out. Uh, you see probably, I don't know, 50 B. Oh, there's a ton. Yeah. And there's also a lot of super battle. B1s and B2s. Yeah. Yeah. Now in the fight later on, you don't even see a super battle droid. Oh, really? No. Oh, okay. It was very strange. At least I don't think I didn't notice one. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, so large force is being sent. We get back and Saw is still practicing. He is a terrible bowler. I counted. I counted the number of fucking grenades that were laying around there. Good lord. Like we we see Lux still hump teaching Neela. Like <laughs> Saw finally gets it, okay? Like he finally gets it. So I paused it and I counted the number that he got. That he that were rejected before he finally rolled one through. There were nine there. So he got one of nine through the shield when he finally got it. Bocce ball is not his game. No, that's a one eleven batting average, by the way. I did the math. That is you are sent you are not playing in the majors. You're not playing in triple A. You're probably down in A ball and you're probably gonna be out of professional baseball very soon after. Maybe try his luck at ping pong. Maybe he's better at that. Yeah. Um but even after uh, the hump teaching from Lux, Neela is also still terrible. So I uh, Stila. Stila. Why did I write Neela so I many times? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I have Stila in my first note, and then it's nothing but Neela the rest of the way. <laughs> this is a mess, dude. <laughs> Everything's a fucking mess. We are professional podcasters. The Prescanobi is going to hate us. <laughs> Neela. You know we got to call her Neela the whole yep. time now. Yeah, <laughs> Neela. <laughs> what if I add her to the polycule and I continue to call her Neela until... <laughs> okay, I'll get it right from now on. Stila. Um, but yeah, Stila gets frustrated and walks off. Um, even Lux's hump teaching couldn't save her. Like, she couldn't get either. And I think they're brother and sister. I just get that vibe. Yeah. They are. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, there was a scene where she, like, hit him on the shoulder. She's like, you think you're the leader, yeah. you know? So I was like, oh, they're brother and sister. Um, and that may be why Saw has an issue with Lux, because he sees, like, the flirtation going on back and forth. Um, but Steely gets frustrated and walks off, and Ahsoka sees her walking off, and Ahsoka's like, oh, maybe this is a moment that I can go kind of uh, ease the tension yeah. between us here. Um, and this is going to be Ahsoka going over to Neela and talking. You made it look easy. Wasn't always that way. Right. The Force. That your secret? No. Perseverance. Look, you'll get the hang of it. I wouldn't let it get you down. I'm not feeling down. 
I just know what I'm good at. Okay, so right at the end there, you see her grabbing a a, a rifle and kind of like cocking it and getting ready to, you know, show off her real skills. So Stila is apparently very good with a rifle. Yes. Uh, she's a sniper of sorts. She's a real crosshair, you know? She's she's the she's the original crosshair. I'd like to see a Stila versus crosshair showdown. That'd be good stuff. I think crosshair would win. <laughs> <laughs> He's a beast. Um, so our next scene is Stila kind of demonstrating her shooting skills. Um, now this is like, this scene here is like when you... When your like grandpa would take you out on an old dirt road and you go and shoot cans with a BB gun, yeah, that's what's going on here. Except for it's just droid heads, just yep. spare droid heads they have laying around. So Anakin like sets them up, and Steela just pulls out the rifle and just like takes them all out. And he's like, "Wow, this is impressive." <laughs> it's like Anakin, you have been fighting in this war for years. You have been surrounded by some of the most efficient clones possible. You're fucking. Main go-to guy is Rex, <laughs> who has pulled some of the most beast moves ever. And Anakin is blown away by somebody shooting a stationary droid head from 10 feet away. 10 yards. We'll be, we'll be fair. 10 yards away with a rifle. Yep. And he's just like, well, that's super impressive. Well, did you catch exactly what he said? No. He said, uh, uh, did he say, did he say it twice? Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. So he said impressive, and then immediately after he said most impressive. <laughs> oh! Huh? Very nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a cool little drop there. But he is really impressed. Yeah. He said it twice. Yes. <laughs> most uh, impressive. Impressive. Most impressive. Um, I didn't find it that impressive. <laughs> I could do that, and I don't even shoot guns. <laughs> I could hit stationary droid heads. We've all gone and, you know, you may have shot some cans or something. Just a BB gun, yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy. (laughs) Airsoft rifle. Yeah. So Ahsoka and her did just have that bonding moment there. Um, And Ahsoka's like, well, can you do this? And Ahsoka starts using the force to move the droid heads around. Yeah. And so I thought they were just kind of getting along a little bit. Now Ahsoka's trying to, like, challenge her a little bit. So she... Well, maybe she recognizes that it's fucking ridiculous yeah. that Anakin was so yeah. impressed with that. Which would not shock me. Ahsoka's definitely the one with the brains in that duo. Um, but yeah, so uh, Ahsoka lifts him with a force and is kind of moving around, turns him into moving targets. Much better. Yeah. This is a much better test. And Steela succeeds. Like, she's smoking him. And that's impressive. That is impressive. Um, and then shortly after that, um, Rex then gives some advice. I can't remember exactly what he said, but... Uh, Neela, fuck, <laughs> Stila. <laughs> oh man, uh, Stila is looking, and they're gonna like try some further away targets. And so she looks in her sights on the rifle, and she sees like droids approaching. Um, so she's like, "Oh no, there's real ones coming now. We got to get ready to fight." And so shortly after that, the droids arrive, and a big firefight ensues. Um, pretty standard stuff. The rebels are kind of overrun basically um so they're taking a lot of cover and that's going to be our next clip in the middle of the fight obi-wan and anakin have a little conversation back and forth while taking cover and then we get Stila, and we also get some classic droid cringe that we have not i have not played any droid cringe for you for a very long time but we're due it's back we're doing it i'll take the left flank if you take the right no anakin we can only protect them we cannot fight this wall for them There are too many, but Anakin, Ahsoka, and I can hold them off. While you get your people out of here. You didn't teach us to run. So use your disruptors to take out the droids. I'm on it. These are like Ready to dynamite. On my mark. Yeah. He throws it in a group of droids. 
What is that? It looks like an explosive. How can you tell? <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> that is only the first wave. <laughs> Okay. The explosive that they were using, it was almost like it's, uh, it, it looks like they made it out of certain stuff. So it was like improvised. Speaking of Lost, there was, was this... a, uh, like kind of like an improvised, uh, explosive, like device thing yeah. that they were using. But it looked like a bunch of sticks of dynamite taped together. It was an IED. That's yeah. What that's what they were using. <laughs> that's what they were using. Was they're really I, playing that up. They're using IED. <laughs> Man. This show really is a sign of the time sometimes. I know. Like, you know, like they yeah. just, they're, this, the city's name was ISIS. I know. Was they a thing in 2012? No. Oh, this, no. They this, just, <laughs> this predates that. They created him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Filoni, answer for your crimes. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, it's. It, speaking of Lost, remember the episode where Locke found all the dynamite and he yeah. had to transport it back? This remind me of. Yeah. Like, it looks like sticks of dynamite. Yep. Um, so, yeah. The droids are just like, oh, it looks like an explosive. How can you tell them it blows? It's like, come on. These droids, you think at this point they would recognize an explosive yeah. and get it away from They had time. They could have thrown it away. <laughs> they could have threw it back at them. Yep. So, but Saw's just kind of throwing and his, his soldiers are just kind of logging. They're just throwing this stuff into big, large groups of droids and blowing them up. Um, but, I mean, they're still horribly outnumbered at this point. Yeah, um, and there are a ton of B2s in there, too. Yeah, and in the second wave, a tank comes with the second wave, that tank that we saw that got sent out to lead them. Um, so a tank is coming in, and they're like, oh, shit, we got to get out of here. We got we got to go. And Neela's like, no. And she sees... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> We're in trouble, man. I don't know how I'm going to work this out of my system. Stila. I should have watched it more than one time. Well, I watched it two times, but I should have. The first time I was just kind of like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have given it a. I don't know. <laughs> it was busy. It was a busy day for me. I just, my notes are sucking. Call her Neela. That's fine with me. No, I think we should go with Steela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to piss off Depress Kenobi. <laughs> we need Depress Kenobi <laughs> yeah. forever. Uh, but yeah, so Steela is like, no, no, I got an idea. And she sees, like, they carry all these, they have all these dinosaur beasts that they use as, like, I don't know, mounts and just, I don't know, probably transportation of goods and all these things. So they're in their stables. So Stila, what she does is she shoots open the stable. Um, she breaks open and the, breaks open, like, the, the wrap that they have yeah. holding them in there. And so the beasts then are just, like, just run off in a fucking stampede and they're running directly at the droids. Yeah. So the droids are caught up in a fucking stampede like it's Lion King, and they're just getting overrun. Um, so Lux and Saw at this point are like, oh, now's our chance to take out the tank, because it went so well the first time. So they, they use this like stampede as a distraction to run in, and Soka's like, wait, like you have not done this yet, and this is like live fire. Um, but they're good listeners, I guess. They learn. Um, so they jump up. They charge the tank. Uh, I did write down idiots. Um, <laughs> Saw takes the lower one and gets it. Gets the detonator in there pretty easily. And the droid's like, what's going on here? We get more droid cringe. Yep. So Saw does his job. And then we see Lux. Lux goes up there. He opens the top hatch. He throws in the detonator, and then he just sits there. Well, there he opens the top hatch. There's a droid, a B1 droid sitting in the top hatch. And yeah. so he just kind of like tosses the grenade, and the droid catches it. Yeah. And then he just stands there. Then he just there. sits there, yeah. and he's got a ticking time bomb three feet from him. Yeah. And then the droid says, surrender, rebel. Yeah. As the droid just holds this grenade. Yeah. <laughs> but like... 
Lux just literally stares at it. Yeah, it takes Ahsoka coming up. And yes. Use, she uses the force to shut yeah, the hatch. Yeah, Ahsoka does this beast jump, gets on there, shuts the hatch with the force, and then it explodes. Like, And so they're just, her, Saw, and Lux are all thrown from it. And so they take quite the tumble. But Lux, he would have just sat there and stared at it and just been blown <laughs> to bits. Like, what's he doing? Yeah. Ugh. This dude. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Lux Bidet wants to hire this guy as a spokesman. It's too bad he's such a shitty character. Yeah, he is truly Lux Boner Terry. <laughs> <laughs> he's always pulling boners. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they survive luckily thanks to Ahsoka. Um, I think Saw would have survived the blast. He probably expected Lux to you know get the fuck out of there. Yeah, I, whatever. Anyways, they all survive. It's okay. Um. And so they're kind of dusting themselves off. I guess the massive invasion force just stops at this point. <laughs> Either they killed them all. Yeah, and that's the thing. I saw, like, how many super battle droids, and we've barely seen any Jedi action here. Yeah. I mean, they've been taking cover. They've been deflecting shots, and they're like, yeah, get out of here. We'll hold them off. Well, and Obi maybe Obi-Wan made... Obi-Wan did make the point, like, we can't fight this war for him. So maybe, like... He was making sure him and Anakin just, like, sat there and didn't do much. Yeah, but that's my point. Like, you think that just because the tank went down, there was so many droids marching there. What's going on here? They just disappeared and they're like, oh, shit, the tank's down. And for the first time ever, droids get scared and retreat. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, But so Lux has dusted himself off after the blast and everything's calmed down there now that they've won the war, apparently, or the battle, I should say. Oh, it was cool. Uh, I forgot to mention it. like when that first happened, Obi Wan literally said the Qui Gon line from Phantom Menace. Which line? Where he said, "We can only protect them. We can't fight a war for yeah. them." Like Qui Gon yeah. literally said that to was it Padme or yeah the Queen? Yeah, you must know that we can only protect you. We can't fight a war yeah. for you. You know we're peacekeepers. Um, <laughs> in the middle of a fucking galactic <laughs> war. Um. But our next clip is going to be the discussion after the fallout of that battle there, and Lux has a plan. We, uh, need to clean you up. <laughs> I like it. Now you look more like a soldier than a politician. Well, maybe a good politician needs to get dirty now and then. Take confidence from this victory, but rest assured there will be more droids coming. Now that they know your position. It doesn't matter. You're ready now. We are going to take the fight to the droids. You don't have to hide in the jungle any longer. Droids are a bit dim. More so than I imagined. They make up for it in numbers. They're designed to overwhelm. But they're not designed to deal with our approach. We hit them where they least expect it. And before they realize what happened, we fade in with the rest of the population. Exactly. We need a plan to get inside the city. I have an idea. Okay, so Lux's idea, he's pretty... Apparently he's a big fan of the Iliad and the Odyssey because he fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a Trojan horse type situation. Yeah. You know, he's a big Homer guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so our next scene is a small group of them traveling towards the city. Ahsoka's got the good hood up. She's, you know, Lux is going in there. Apparently Lux is, uh, you know, the name Bonateri. Bonateri. It's a big name, but uh, he's apparently not easily recognizable, at least by the droids. So they get to the city, and they and they, and they got this cargo with them. The dinosaurs are pulling the cargo, and they're rolling into the city there, and they're like, 
droids are checking all the entrance into the city. They got it locked down. They got a big ray shield wall. Um, and so the droids are like, well, they come up and then Lux is like, hey, yeah, yeah, we need to get in here. We're, we're a hunting crew, you know, and they're like, well, did you check out when you left? And they're like, no, we're not from here. We just come here to sell our meat, you know. <laughs> We got a lot of meat here. We got a lot of mutton we're trying yeah. to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to bring in the meat. All the meat. Yeah. They're Arby's. They got the meats. <laughs> um, and so the droids are like scanning the cargo that they're with. And they're like, yeah, there's so much meat. <laughs> <laughs> I think what are they? I can't remember what they said. They said there's so much organic matter in here. Yeah, it's hard to get like a reading. Gee, I wonder what's in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the goddamn Trojan horse. It would be that hard to just lift the sheet and be <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. So they didn't register because they never actually left. Apparently, so they're just like, yeah, we just come here to sell our meat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the droids buy this. The droids buy this hook line. They're like, oh, let them through. <laughs> So they just roll in, and not only do they have the one long cargo, they got Obi-Wan rolling in behind that gets through with no question. They already know Jedi are on this planet. Yeah. Anakin's fucking right there. Obi-Wan's right there. I Ahsoka's always, right there. I always, like, I love the fact that the media always portrays, like, border crossing guards and, like, any kind of, like, guard at a gate as, like, this superhero that can detect any kind of lie. <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to bet that it's more like these guys. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. They're just idiots trying to like suss stuff yeah. out. Yeah. We're going to pull you for the inspection. Well, there's no drugs in the glove compartment. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> You're free to go. <laughs> they don't even check the trunk. <laughs> but yeah, so they go right in there. These droids are inept as hell. Just let the whole convoy through. <laughs> there's a lot of meat in there. You know? <laughs> This is the meat episode. Um, so they're now within the city, and uh, we're going to have our final little conversation here. We get Anakin, Lux, Obi-Wan. We get them all. They're all going to talk and have a great time and discuss what happens next. Not a bad start, but now the hard work begins. You must find I thought the that would have been hard. Your wisely. They'll be looking for us. We should split up. Regroup after nightfall. I'll alert our brothers. I don't think they're going to be looking for you, actually. <laughs> we'll make sure you have the supplies you need. Rex and I will take care of that. Good luck. You, you too. That was uh, Stila and Ahsoka at the same time saying, you too, good luck, good luck, boner. That's one of the dinosaurs farting. <laughs> How do you think they'll do? I have a feeling we'll be pleasantly surprised. So you admit our new strategy will work. I am hopeful, Anakin. Hopeful. Well, it took Obi-Wan all of 20 minutes to become a full-bore imperialist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's overthrow the democratically elected government. Hooray! Uh, yeah, you know, I think they'll do just fine. They're very good at rolling bocce balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They it's really come showed a long me, way. They really showed me something when they threw that thermal detonator in the tank and then froze. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, so that's our episode. What do we got for an IMDb rating on this one? IMDb is giving a war on two fronts a seven point five. Massive dip from Revenge. Yeah, a massive, massive dip. Now seven point five, and we've heard worse IMDb scores. Oh yeah. But <laughs> Revenge had like a nine, nine point one, nine point one, yeah. and I gave it a nine point five. Yep, 
You gave I did it a too. 9.5. It was the highest rated episode yet from us. It was so good. I mean, when you beat Arc Troopers, you're showing us something. Yeah. It was a hell of an episode. Crazy that all the best episodes seem to have one of my girlfriends in it. <laughs> wild stuff, you know? It's just wild. I don't know how you do what you um, do. Very disappointed that she wasn't there. I was kind of like, I thought we were going somewhere with that. So I didn't think, you know, this was where I was going to use my line, uh, bocce ball with Lux Bonitari. <laughs> you already beat me to it. I'm glad that we were thinking the same. Though. Oh, yeah. Um, I did not. Okay, before I say this, in the Discord, Ilno mentioned that he loves this arc. Now, I am not selling this arc out. I think it has potential to be good. This is a classic, like, first episode of the arc yes. episode. And, it, you know, it's not like the fucking last arc where it was just hitting you right away with the good stuff. Um, you know, because the last arc started on Dothramir with the big fight yep. with Grievous and all that stuff and the magics. So, um, yeah, I mean, this did not have as strong a start as now. I'm not going to say it can't have a great finish. You know, I mean, I did not like this episode. I did not like this episode at all. <laughs> all right. I thought the training that they went through was rather childish. And I was like, uh, you did not need to go behind enemy lines with like your like four of your most important soldiers yeah. to teach them how to roll a fucking thermal detonator slowly. Yeah, what a postcard can do the job. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe or, send three Jedi. Or, hey, yeah, you just got to go throw it in the holes of the <laughs> tank and they'll blow up. You did not need to go do this. And then, like, the whole, like, wow, they're really getting better now. And it's like, <laughs> what the hell's going on here? I... You know, I can suspend my disbelief for many things, and I have in this show. This episode just hit me in the face with just ridiculousness. <laughs> I just didn't like it. I just did not like it. Now, that being said, now that they're in the city, some cool stuff might happen. We might learn more about the king and why it's important to overthrow this government. Yeah. Um, but I have not gotten those reasons yet. So with what I know, I find this whole thing just horribly planned out. I think it's ridiculous and dangerous to send these people behind enemy lines to uh, train a group of insurgents, uh, uh, 10 of them, apparently. Um, so I... Oh, God. I'm really torn on what to give this. I know. It was hard. I mean... Dude, I didn't like it. I've got a 5.5. I did 5. not like 5. it. I just did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you'll know. And when I mentioned in the Discord, I was like, ah, I don't know about this. And you'll know. I was like, hey, I love this. And like, yeah. and then I was like, well, I've only watched it the one time. And then <laughs> fucking Ethorian historian goes, begun the clone cast wars have. <laughs> <laughs> you'll know. It's like, don't you shit on this arc. And so I'm not going to shit on the arc, but I will tell you, ah, uh, I, I'm assuming it can only go up from here. Yeah. What did you give it? Uh, similarly, like I did. I don't think I hated it as much as you did. Um, I completely follow your logic. I just feel like I've suspended a little bit more disbelief. Now, first of all, I didn't give it like a fucking point five, like I did. Yeah, fucking... yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I went six point five. So, okay. but it gives me enough room to kind of like bounce around a little bit in the next few episodes. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, totally I mean, agree. Like I, I, I was, I was on the edge of giving it a six, but I just, I can't. I think it set up a lot of things that could make the next episodes pay off. I mean, I like the potential of Saw Gerrera. Yeah, I mean, he was interesting. Um, Steela slash Neela, and is weird potential polycule. You know, <laughs> as weird and fucked up it as it is. The parallels between like 
Yeah, what, that was good. What we do in South America in Afghanistan. Yeah, I mean, and I like quite this. like the parallels. Uh, but it is it is cool to see that in the Clone Wars, like the fact that there are now insurgents and now yeah. they're starting to be rebel cells and like that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those parallels were really cool, and that was probably the highlight of it for yeah. me. Um, speaking of highlights, always look on the light side of life. Bad up. Alright, so light side moment of the episode. Um <laughs> I think it's for me it saw <laughs> just failing time and time again <laughs> to roll a bocce ball. <laughs> like you just gotta nudge it a little bit, buddy, and he just keeps fucking up. <laughs> I can't wait until we're all done because I'm keeping track of all of our light sides, all yeah. of our dark sides, and kind of a master doc. And I can't wait until we're done. I'm just going to go back and read them out of context. Saw poor bocce this ball is player. Tom's light side moment. Saw failing at rolling. <laughs> <laughs> you know it would be a good roller of bocce balls. Rolly boy. <laughs> he was born for this. No, but what is also great about the rolling of the bocce balls, like how you have to be so delicate, like... They only trained against this stationary yeah. idle opponent. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm sure they're going to be like all daintily rolling it when they're in the middle of a fucking war zone. Shooting <laughs> bolts at them. What was your light side? Um, I went with, there's a moment, I don't think we mentioned it, but when Rex is training them, he's like yelling at the insurgents. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's like, come on, hustle, go, go, yeah. come on. Rex, I mean, we didn't mention Rex much in this episode, but he's got the cool gear on. He looks like such a dork. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's got the goggles on at all times. Yeah. It's like, kick the goggles off, Rex. But uh, Rex was, Rex was good in this episode. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't a main player in it, obviously. He but was having fun. Yeah, I mean, this Rex was born to teach, baby. Yeah. You know, he was. <laughs> you got to jump up on it like this. <laughs> He's like the active gym teacher. Like you, like in high school, you had like, a, you know, in my high school, I think we had like four gym teachers. Yeah. And it was all, we had like the fat defensive line coach who literally would fall asleep during our gym class all the time. We had the uh, the lady. Um, she was a very nice woman. Um, but she was like just like this forty-five-year-old married woman who was just like, yeah, you know, you know, she probably played sports in high school, but she was just really affable. But she didn't really get involved. Then you got the guy who's like the young guy out of like college, who's like the cool gym teacher, oh, and yeah. he's like playing floor hockey with you. He's like just going for it. Yeah, and he's just going hardcore at you and like just really giving it full effort. He's like blocking shots in basketball. <laughs> That's who Rex is. Like, Rex is the guy that's going full bore and loves doing it. Yep. Like, when I taught special ed, I would play with the kids all the time. Like, I remember we played floor hockey, and I would score so many fucking goals. <laughs> <laughs> Just slap-dotting yeah. it at him. Oh, I was doing wrist shots from across the gym, just <laughs> icing them. But that's Rex. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, should we get the dark side? I thought we really got off course again. Yeah. All right. If you only knew the power of the dark side. All right, a dark side moment of the episode. Um, ah, man. Gosh, this is such a nothing episode. I'm just trying. I had a hard time picking one, too. This is really hard. Yeah. Man! Yeah, there's nothing that really, like, stood out as, like, dark. There's no, like, true dark sides. 
I guess it would just be like the Jedi Order's decision to like engage in this type of business with a democratically. Yeah, yeah. Like, let, yeah, let's arm them. Let's train them. We'll get them to overthrow it. But we're not going to really get in the fight. It just was kind of that rubbed me the wrong way. I guess that would be my kind of like just dark. The theme of it was just kind of dark side for me. Yeah. But like I said, I don't know a ton about this king. So we got to learn more. Yep. What's yours? Um, I went with and I understand why they have to do it. But I just went with the whole like love triangle aspect. Yeah. To the episode. Like it's just something that I feel like gets old fast. Sure. Well, I mean, I can kind of understand it, especially with Ahsoka being Anakin's Padawan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> She's got to know. Yeah. You think she knows? I think everybody knows. Obi-Wan definitely knows. Oh, absolutely. But do you think Ahsoka knows? <laughs> She's got to. Yeah, they all know. Everybody knows. You know, just like, yeah, hey, I'm going to make I'm going to make out with you in front of 18 senators. <laughs> There's a great meme I saw where it, uh it's like it almost looks like a jelly cartoon, but it's a bunch of uh <laughs> like a bunch of Clone Wars like Star Wars characters like standing around each other and someone was like i think it's rex says raise your hand if you think anakin's fucking padme and then the next cell every single one of them has their hands up including anakin (laughs) 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 and then the last one padme's just like put your hand down (laughs) (laughs) sounds about right i mean i remember the episode where all the senators were trapped by cad bane and it just could not be more obvious (laughs) like that they're boning (laughs) it's so ridiculous Oh, man. Oh, what do we got? Oh, right. Thank you, Rex. God, it was good to see Rex again. He was so happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to get it up. Mandate. He got to get it in. Mandate. Mandate. Get it on cheap on a brand. Cheap butter. Yeah, my podcast, Top Ten in iTunes. Eh? Why do I keep referencing him? I have no idea. I think we referenced him once in Dark Horse Hero <laughs> yeah. because I said mandate. Yep. And now I just I've started to do it like almost every other episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't like... I just like doing the voice, I think. Yeah. It is fun. It's a you fun just, voice. You just got to start talking about cancel culture. Yeah. That'll get you there. I can't believe I'm being canceled. I'm going to go on tour with Dennis Prager. <laughs> <laughs> Let's complain about cancel culture. Get off the fucking internet, nerd. All right, Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Ah, oh, man. Um, uh, I'm going to give it to Rex, Rex. Just for being such a, like, uh, just such an able teacher and such a willing teacher and such an excitable teacher. Rex is having the time to sleep. Yeah. You think you these people would be a little uneasy being on a separatist planet <laughs> and there's like eight of them? But Rex is just like, yeah, I'll teach you how to kill these clankers. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Rex is going to take on an entire planet. I fucking love it. So I'll give it to Rex. The Dark Horse sound effect man himself, Rex. Uh, for my Dark Horse hero, I'll go a little abstract and give it to nuanced imperialism. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Not just so blatant, but just a little dusting of Imperialism yeah. in there. All right. Yeah, I think that's a good Some one. Some cool themes to play around with. It was definitely the theme of the week, at least the most important theme for me. Much better than that love triangle bullshit. Yeah. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. Ah, uh, deprived of R2 again. What a world. What a world. We do not have R2. I miss him. So we got to give an all-star of the week. And this is another struggle for me. Yeah. Now, Saw did debut. Um, and I think Saw, like, I know I love Saw in Rogue One. I liked him in Bad Batch, but in Rogue One, I fucking love him. 
Um, that being said, there wasn't a lot that we learned. He's just a very bad bocce ball player. Yeah. So I just, I hopefully in this arc we'll see like the Saw Gerrera. Yeah. But you did not see the famous Saw Gerrera yet. In Rogue One, they talk about Saw as like unhinged. Like, yes. He is a like terrorist. Yes. He's not a rebel. He's like so. Yes. They talk about it. Well, you don't really want to associate with his tactics. Yeah. And um, so I can't give it to Saw yet. I mean, we just haven't seen him do anything to Beast. Um, so, oh my gosh. I just had one in my head, and then I talked about Saw for too long. God damn it. Can you give yours? Yeah, I'll, I'll think mine. about mine. Uh, I went with, and we don't have to like a person to give him All-Star. I went sure. with Lux Bonitary. That's who I was going to give it to. He's having a good week. He was having a good week there. Okay. I was giving it to him for a completely different reason. <laughs> So you think he's he's improving, basically. No, I'm just saying, like, him, like, he's just lucky. He's, he's got, got the ladies. He's got two ladies fighting over him. He's yeah. throwing boxes into droids. Sure, okay. I was going to give it to him, and that's why I forgot, because he sucks so much. But, yeah, like, I had the idea there, just on a whim, to give it to Lux, because the boldness of Lux to stand two feet away from a thermal detonator that's about to go <laughs> off, he's, you know, say what you want about him. I mean, he's as boring as a fucking watching paint dry yeah and he's about as smart as that too but how can how can watching paint dry be smart that didn't make any sense maybe i'm a fucking idiot too <laughs> anyways but he's got some balls yeah. like he's got some balls like yeah I'm, first of all he goes up he's like yeah i'm gonna partner with these death watch guys <laughs> yeah they reached out to me on the hollow randomly it is hilarious how now he's just like his plan is to bounce between terrorist groups yes <laughs> Well, these ones are a little better. Yeah. You know? Like, um, but yeah, I mean, the kid's got some balls. Like, so I'll give him that. It's like if I get really pissed off, try to join ISIS, be like, these guys are no good. I'm going to go see what those Somali pirates are up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe get a starring role in Captain Phillips. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going to give it to Lux just for having balls and just all this dumb shenanigans in the last two episodes. Yeah. Like, Lux is just on here now, joining up with them and just, yeah. <laughs> The Death Watch stuff still is just hilarious yes, to me. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to go to this ice planet <laughs> and hang out with the Death Watch <laughs> after I got thrown out of a meeting on Mandalore. <laughs> he really doesn't think ahead very much. Wait, actually, going back to that episode, what was he planning? I'm going to go to Mandalore and yell about it, and then I'm going to go meet up with Death Oh, wait. He was recording Dooku's location yes. on the hollow. Still, I don't know. Anyways, all right, let's let's move on. All right, so Lux Bonitari. Lux Bonitari is our double all-star. R-star of the all-star of the week. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My Good hood. We're out here in Onderon, and it's a fancy new jungle planet. It's probably hot there. It's a jungle. So who was looking hot on Onderon while they were feeling hot? Okay. Um, good hood. Um, we had a lot of Jedi good hood. We had the traditional good hood. And I think the I'm going to actually, uh, you know, I was thinking about giving it to Rex for his uh, Return of the Jedi type fatigue. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to give it to Ahsoka for the traditional standard good hood. And I think that's what... Started it was probably it was. the Mina Bonitari episode when she had her hood up. Yeah. 
And I think you just organically was like, that was some good hood. Yes, I did. So this was a callback to the first ever good hood. So I'm giving it to Ahsoka because when she's got her hood up, that's some good hood. Yeah. It looks really cool when Ahsoka has the good hood. Also, in addition to Ahsoka, like, I don't think we get to see Jedis with their hoods up all that frequently no. in Clone Wars. Yeah. Because Obi-Wan and Anakin, too, with their hoods up, yeah. they're looking good. Yeah, they do look good, but and they're just standard fair hood. Oh, yes, of course. But Ahsoka is the good hood. And Anakin got to do the cool move where he puts his, his two index fingers on oh, the yeah. sides of the hood to take it off. I've never taken a hood off like that. Oh. i got to start doing that. I'm gonna put a hood up after I walk when I walk the dog after this. I'm just gonna when I get home. I'm gonna do the two fingers. Oh God! If we ever do end up getting tickets to Star Wars Celebration, yeah. we're gonna have to buy Jedi robes at some point. Sure. Well, this is gonna be a TikTok now where I just show people how to take the hood down <laughs> properly. <laughs> Who's your good hood? Uh, I went with Rex. Okay. Specifically for the detail, like the fatigues themselves, great. Uh, his goggles, it looks like, I could be wrong, but it looks like they are the same shape as Stormtrooper helmet goggles. Yeah. So I just thought that was a cool detail. Yes, it was cool detail. And it's, it's almost like he was getting ready for his Endor adventure, too. Yeah. You know? And just the fact that he looked like a big dork the entire time. The goggles were very dorky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we have a who are you? We don't. Okay. Do we have a death of the week? No. No. If Lux would have stayed on that tank about two seconds longer without we Ahsoka's help. Have. It would have been up there. That would have been a hilarious end for him. Yeah. Just like staring at it like, eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> you got the bomb? Eh? I got to I give it to you? Eh? And it just blows up. <laughs> it would have been perfect. It actually could have been Ahsoka then and and uh, and Stila bonding over the loss of Lux. Yeah. That would have been better. Oh, well. Who knows what the next episodes in this arc will bring? Alrighty then. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. A tip of my hood to you, my friends. What do we got for a tagline? Tagline this week is, fear is a malleable weapon. Ah, yes. And your guess was, uh, this is going to be Maul and Savage using fear tactics. And they're going to start to hunt down Ventress first by playing on her innermost fears. All right. You were very hopeful. Well, I just assumed that would be the natural progression of things, but okay. And then you said, or... The Gamorrean guard that we've been following. And this, I'm curious what I said. Uh, he's going to start to get a big head now that he's in charge. Yeah. And then it's going to cause him to lose touch with who he truly is. And he's using, was he using fear as a tactic? And he's going to take it out on his coworkers that he used to call colleagues and friends. Yep. So he's using his newfound authority as a, a fear on the old friends of his. Yep. Okay. So it could be that too. What do we got a tagline for the next one? Uh, the next episode we have to seek something is to believe in its possibility to seek something is to believe in its possibility uh okay so the gamorian guard is gonna go home at night um after a really just like a brouhaha at the office where he just like fucking where he you know he fought one of his old friends who kind of rebelled against him and then he just fucking ran them all down like and he just he went on this just tirade just this tyrant tirade where he was just like you're a you know your wife doesn't even love you, Bob. You know, your kids, your kids fucking hate you, Steve. And just all this stuff, like all these personal attacks on his coworkers who are kind of like, hey, we used to be friends. Why are you being so fucking shitty to us? So what he's going to do is he's going to go home and he's going to take a long, hard look in the mirror. And his wife's going to be like, I don't even know you anymore. She's going to give him that line as he's staring in the mirror. And you see just a tear roll down the Gamorrean guard's face. Now, what happens is 
he decides at that moment, a new beginning is in order. And we get a renaissance of the original Gamorrean guard that we fell in love with. We see him come back. A redemption it's of It's a sorts. redemption of him. And he goes back and he, you know, and then and the next one is going to be him. You know, we'll get to that tagline next time. I, okay, uh, what was it again? God damn it. I'm going to have to buy one of those Gamorrean guard black series <laughs> now. <laughs> Those are the pig men. Those are my guys. Yeah. I love the pig guys. <laughs> so that one, or is there any other guys? I already forgot what the line was. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to seek something is to believe in its possibility. Yeah, so he's going to seek himself back out. That's what I was going for. That's what he's going to do. He's going to sneak a new job where he can be himself and he's not so stressed all day. Maybe he'll step down and be like, I don't want to be your boss. I just right. want to be your friend. Right. And they're going to have a handshake. And then it's going to, who's going to be the new boss, though? I'll get played up too. Uh, to seek what is it? <laughs> this is our best episode. <laughs> to seek something, to seek something is to believe in its possibility. To seek something is to believe in its possibilities. I think Lux is going to seek out a relationship with Ahsoka. There's going to be some flirtation going back, and in, in, and they start flirting with the idea of the possibilities of them being together. What could that be? Oh boy! But then we also have the Stila conundrum. I'm getting it right now. I'm getting Stila. Um. We're gonna get the Steela conundrum. That's gonna that's gonna that's gonna throw a wrench in Lux's plans, but also it's going to make Ahsoka take a hard look at um, her commitment to the Jedi Order, and uh, she's gonna make a decision once and for all. And I think she's gonna cut the string with Lux. All right. So there's a lot of possibilities, but they're never gonna happen. We will find out next time. Next episode is next in air order. Uh, it's called Front Runners. Front Runners. Okay. Front Runners. That's exciting. Yeah. Cool. Front Runners, and that's Season 5, Episode 3. Season 5, Episode 3. I thought you were going to be like, Season 5, Episode 8. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still on Onderon. I'm like, what the fuck was going on for five episodes? It's just R2 at the car wash. <laughs> hey, I take, I miss R2. I man. know, I do too. Oh, how did they not bring R2 on this one? I miss those beeps and boops. Yeah. God, he would have been somebody that you could, he would have played a role here. Oh, yeah. He could have helped out. Yep. They're going to they're gonna regret not having our would have earned that all star. Lux Bonetary is going to die <laughs> because they left R two D two back on Coruscant. All right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Hey, Send us an email at any time. We're at CloneCastPod at gmail dot com. Hell yeah! Uh, Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at CloneCastPod. Yes. Uh, reach out if you want to get added to the Discord. Yes. Reach out to uh, us on Twitter at CloneCastPod. A lot of fun stuff going on in there. Yep. Leave us a review if you can. Five stars would be most appreciated. Yeah. Uh, so we will see you next time for Front Runners. Until then, may the uh, Operation Cyclone be with you. Frazier has left the building. You ever hear the tragedy of Crispin's day? Save my life, my life.